Welcome to a brand new episode of the All Hoops Podcast, your go-to home for all things basketball. I'm your host, Steve Inman, and I'm joined, as always, by producer to the stars, Chris Brito. Just a few weeks to go before the NBA playoffs begin, so Chris and I will discuss the postseason expectations for both local New York teams. Plus, have our opinions changed on who will win the NBA Finals? Before we get to all that, Chris, my friend, how are you? Hey, Stevie. You know... The season has has come to a very interesting point with the Knicks. We just they just won nine straight games before losing to the Suns. Um, but that whole streak, man, has me up 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 in in happiness with how well the Knicks have been playing and how they've defied all expectations this year. Um, but that that brings me up to our first segment, which is to talk about our Knicks. Do you think? The expectations have changed for them after this winning streak. You know, they're, they are primed to make the playoffs for the first time in many years. What's your take on that? Yeah, my, my expectations have changed, Chris, right? So we went into the season with an over-under of 21 and a half, which is basically saying you're going to be more or less the worst team in the NBA. That has not happened. We are, they have 34 wins. They're six games over 500. they They're currently the four seed, Chris. And I believe expectations come with that. that. Do I expect them to make the NBA Finals? I do not. But my expectation now is that they're going to give you a competitive first-round series. So if they go to play Atlanta or the Hawks or the Hawks or Boston or Miami and they get blown out in four games, I think it takes a little bit away from this season. I don't expect that to happen. I expect them to play really well as they have all season long. But I'm saying there is a little bit of expectation here to put on a good performance in the playoffs. Listen, to me, it would not change a thing. I think they've already defied a lot of the expectations we we said already. You know, some of that was, you know, developing our young players. You know, R.J. Barrett has improved across the board. You know, Mitchell Robinson, even though he's injured right now, there's some sense of improvement with him. We've we've seen quickly really take the reins in, in, in the bench unit. And then we have Obi, who has shown positive signs as of late. I think he'll be a piece um, later on. I think he's still developing, finding his role in the team. But I think the most important thing was that this team, for it to find an identity, you know, not really putting so much stock on the wins. Obviously, wins are more of a signal that, in fact, the culture is indeed working for the team. But the Knicks have have a bit crossed off a bunch of those things. And, by the way, they have an all-NBA player in Julius Randle. These are all things we didn't even think about or even possible. We wanted to trade Randle. We, we wanted a first-round pick for Randle. Yeah. Um, no, so I think you're right. I, so I think in terms of the playoffs, I think – the conversation for me hasn't really like put too much stock on how they perform yet. I'm sort of of the belief that we should enjoy the ride because it's been a while. I think we should just see and have fun watching this team develop. I know, I know a part of port part of sports talk is to often put labels and milestones for this team. 
I think they're like lights year, light years ahead of where we thought they would be. But that being said, judging on how well this team has played this year, I fully expect them to, to play hard in the first round of whatever the playoffs look like for them. So even if they get so, swept. So, Chris, I, Chris so yeah. you were about to say even if they get swept. So if they yeah. get, get blown out, they don't show up in the playoffs. I don't think that's likely. I don't think that's, that's close to impossible to make because of how hard they play. But if this goes bad and they become the – the Orlando magic of last year of the tournament, like the team that just has really no business being in the playoffs. They get blown out. You're telling me that does not take away from this season a little bit. Of course not. Of course not. And it's for the things that I just mentioned to you because we are in some ways ahead of schedule because we thought this team wasn't going to even make the playoffs. So no, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even, register as a, as a stink bomb to me or anything like that i think again it depends on how it goes but it seems very unlikely that that would happen and i feel like wh- whether they win or lose or, or make a run i think they'll give you a competitive matchup right so i think you know as you said they're way ahead of schedule it makes total sense there and i, I believe this will end up being a a plus season and as you said, it's it's all about Julius Randle to me. I mean, we did not see this coming. I certainly did not see this coming. I was like, <laughs> let's trade him for a first-round pick. If you can get a first-round pick for him at the deadline, I would do it. But I didn't think you could find one. And here we are where he has a legitimate case, a strong case, for an all-NBA team. And we're talking about forget trading him. You're talking about what kind of extension are you looking at? You talk about R.J. Barrett as a legit number two option behind him. And now it's just about finding that right point guard to go with those two and make this thing special. And that's why I'm so excited to see the playoffs where you're going to see where they're at. You know, if they make a first, you know, if they go out in the first round, you're like, all right, great. It was a great season. You enjoyed it. Now it's time to go next step. They go to the second round. Then it's okay. What's that missing piece to go to the finals? you know, to the East, at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. So these expectations for next season are going to be completely dependent on what happens in May. <laughs> isn't I, that – It's going to be so isn't much that, fun. Right. I was just going to say, isn't that so much fun to even enjoy thinking about that this team – there's something to build off on this team. And, you know, a lot of the, the pieces that are making this engine go are, are young pieces. You yeah. know, Randall's, Randall's like, what, 27? 26. 26. Look at that. He's younger than both of us. You know, we have RJ, we have, you know, even Noel quick, uh, quickly. Like there, there's, there's, I love that this team is like on the up and I can't wait to see how we go about building it. Um, That being said, Taj Gibson and Derek Rose have been such a revelation with their second. They deserve so much credit in terms of like, you know, the growth of this team throughout the season, you know, Rose in many, in many aspects has been the point guard that we've needed that, that we obviously don't have an Alfred Payton. Yeah. So no, I, uh, I, I definitely think point guard is the way to go, but that's a problem for another day. The Knicks are good. There's no panic here. We, uh, we already did our Julius Randle apologies and uh, those will stick and let's move over to the Brooklyn Nets. They've played just the big three, Chris, have had some amazing moments for Brooklyn. They've all had high scoring games. They've blown out really good teams. 
but they've only played seven games together. Is that a concern? We were talking about it off the show, and I think part of the reason why I'm not overly concerned is because their bench unit, their bench, well, really everybody else not part of those three has been playing really well. You know, Josh Harris has, uh, yes, Josh Harris has been playing really well. Um, And a bunch of the guys who, you know, we didn't expect to be part of this Nets team are like stepping up in their absence, right? I think even if we have, if they just have James Harden and Kyrie Irving back, you can make the case that this is a finals, a potential finals team. Um, I think I am concerned about Kevin Durant's injury. It seems that every time he gets back on the floor, there's some sort of step, there's some sort of um, something going on with him that setback. Set, right, setback. That's the word I was looking for. And I think in the long run, that's going to really hurt this team. Um, and sorry, one quick thing. It's Joe Harris, not Josh Harris. Um, but that being said, Harris has been such an integral part of what the Nets are doing that, you know, once you get those guys back, they're going to go rolling in the playoffs. Yeah, so we've had this exact conversation, Chris, a year ago about the Clippers, where I said, I'm not concerned. Chemistry doesn't matter. They have more talent than everybody. It's not. It's going to be fine. I was wrong about that. Now, does that – I'm doubling down here, and I'm going to say them not playing together is not a big deal again because these guys are just so good. They're so talented. They're all great passers too where I don't think they're going to have any issues with the condition that they're healthy. Chris, as you said, Kevin Durant has had a setback almost every day. He, he's played in the 25 of a possible 60-plus games for Brooklyn this year. James Harden has got a hamstring problem. He – recently had a setback. Is he even going to be ready for the playoffs? I don't think either of us know that. I don't know if the Nets know that. And then Kyrie Irving, who has been the healthiest of the three, has had more injury problems than either one of them, and also went AWOL this year. Do we know he's going to be able to play every single game in the playoffs? We have the hope and the likelihood that they all will be healthy and ready to go. And if those guys are healthy, my picks have not changed. Brooklyn will play the Lakers in the finals. But that leaves a big if. And that allows teams like Philly, Milwaukee, and you know what? The New York Knicks to have mm-hmm. an opening to get past Brooklyn in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I'm hopeful that things remain as they are. Knicks stay at number four, and then we potentially meet Brooklyn in the second round. Um, but as far as as far as the Nets and that's the Nets comparison to the Clippers, I would just make the difference that like the Clippers were, were resting their players um, willingly and the net, but the Nets actually have players who were injured. And I think perhaps that, that, that difference is rooted in something a lot different than what the Clippers are doing, which is willingly putting players not in the game as opposed to the Nets who have players who can't be in the game, you know? And I think, I think that does to a lot. To me, that's camp- worse, though, because at least the Clipper uh-huh. guys were, like, practicing together, you know? Like, at least they sure. were getting some chemistry off the court. Like, the Brooklyn guys, like, James Harden can't, like, play right now. So, I don't know how he's developing that chemistry with those guys. At the same time, he played with Durant before. So, I don't know. I go back and forth. on it. I believe that both the Clippers and the Nets are going to be fine. They're both in that very long playoff runs as long as they're healthy. Yeah, that's the big key word. If they're healthy. <laughs> Yeah. 
Uh, we'll have to wait and see. The playoffs are coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, can't wait for that. We're going to give our predictions. What, two shows from now? It's going to be so much fun. And you know what, Chris? I would not rule out a second-round matchup of the Brooklyn Nets versus the New York Knicks. And it will make the show amazing. It'll make New York amazing as the Knicks fans pour into a MSG and the Barclays Center. But that's a topic for another day. We're going to get to final thoughts right after this. Okay, Chris, final thoughts time here. We mentioned the Clippers just a minute ago. I want to talk about them for a little bit. Why are they not getting more love? You know, they've won 17 of 21. Paul George is having a career, you know, stretch right now. He's had an amazing month or two. And I really believe this team is legit. You know, they, they have more talent than they did last year when we thought they were the prohibitive favorites. Why can't they at least take on the Lakers? I think they're better than Utah. I think they're better than Phoenix. I think they're better than Denver. Teams that have gotten a lot more love than them this year. But because of the way they wilted down the stretch last year, we believe that they can't win it this year. Well, I think I think the motivation to perform this year in the regular season in the regular season was always going to be there and seeing them surge right now is to me is not all surprising because we know how talented they are we know they have two of the most talented wings in the nba this this shouldn't come across as a surprise this should actually be the standard the one thing i will say about the clippers is that they are right now you know trying to convince they can only really convince the haters until they do it in the playoffs, until they get to the NBA Finals or if they beat the Lakers. That'll be the only way they can, you know, sort of legitimate le- become legitimate in the eyes of, of the haters. Because right now, sure, sure you're playing well, but it's a regular season, you know, at the end of the day. So are, are you one of those haters? Are you buying into the Clippers as a legit final threat? I'm not. Re- I'm not there yet. I'll be honest with you. I'm not there yet. I, I seeing them play so well in the regular season, it was something that I personally predicted. Um, the playoffs, as we both know, are a completely different beast. You know, so until that happens, I'm not on that. I'm not on that ship yet. But I'm I'm happy to see it dock. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, just to give a little more detail on that, where would you rank them as most likely to make the finals out west? I I, per, I put them two. I put the them three. three. I put them three. Behind um, two. I, I, would, I would put them at three, 3A three or 3B. I think people are sleeping on the Jazz way too much. I'm, I'm, I'm half asleep. I am, like, totally asleep on, on Utah. I don't, I don't see it at all. I think they're the same team they were last year. I think if anybody has overperformed in the regular season, it's them, not the Clippers. But – I digress. That's a show for another day. Uh, you you know what, though? How, so, so how confident are we that the Lakers are going to get the shit, get their shit together? Well, if they're healthy, I think they're they're good to go. It's the same team as it was last year, more or less. So I don't think it's a chemistry issue like we were talking about with Brooklyn or, or the Clippers. So if they can get Davis and LeBron at full strength, which I think is likely, I think mm. they're going to be good to go. Don't yeah. doubt LeBron James. It doesn't work. Like, it, when was the last time it ever worked? Never. So, it never works. I suppose that's fair. The one thing that concerns me is that, like, they essentially have a month to really get the reps together before the playoffs. But this is a championship team. They've played together before. You know, it's it's sometimes tough to get 
to get back from an injury like the one that LeBron had and the one Davis has, well, had, sorry, had, um, and then get the shit back going again, you know? I just believe the supporting cast is so much better than it was last year. Dennis Schroeder, Montrezl Harrell, and they didn't really lose a lot either. And so there's no reason for I mean, I think those guys are better than what, like Danny Green? Who did well, they, who did those, they really lose those, besides him? They lost Danny Green. They lost Dwight Howard. They lost yeah, Rajon Rondo. Th- those are fillers. That's fine. I mean, they're big names. <laughs> but look, I, I, I'm in the belief that if, if those guys are healthy, and we have no reason to believe they will not be healthy a month from now, that they're going to make the NBA Finals. I believe they'll lose to the Brooklyn Nets, but they will make the NBA Finals. Before we wrap up the show, Chris, you wanted to talk about my Washington Wizards. Uh, they're making a late run to the playoffs. They've won eight in a row before losing to the Spurs. What do you think about them? I, I really like what Washington is doing. I mean, they've essentially risen from the dead. I I, I assume they were going to be a lottery team, but now I'm not so sure anymore. Now they're making a furious run for the playoffs. And frankly, I love it. I love to see, you know, Westbrook live off his like last few years and with the pride that he always carries himself as a player, you know, and Bradley Beal gets to go to the playoffs too. You know, Toronto hasn't really earned that, that playoff, that last play on play in spot. I hope, I hope Beal and and Westbrook pull it off. It is going to be so funny to me to see Washington who is basically dead steal this playoff spot, them and, let's say, Toronto, steal this playoff spot from the Bulls, who traded two first-round picks to go get Vucevic <laughs> and are going to finish 11th. Watch it happen, and it just shows never, ever make win-now trades to move to the middle. It doesn't work. It's a terrible idea. It doesn't work, and I think other I teams are going to learn deal. from it. I didn't hate that deal, and I, don't think it, I, don't, I still don't think it was a bad deal. It's a, whether you hate it or don't, it's a bad deal. If they don't make the playoffs, well, and that all of a sudden Magic get the eighth pick or wor- like or worse, it could be worse here. That's that's trouble. Uh, the reason why I say that's like it's not like they were. It's not like free agents were flocking to to Chicago to play with Levine. So that's fair. That's fair. I mean, is Nicola is probably better than whatever they get. Well, maybe not. No, that's true. Maybe. But I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm of the belief that you hold on to your draft picks for dear life and you don't trade them unless you're at the bottom of the first round or you find a win now. This guy will get us over the top. And I don't think any Bulls fan, no matter how optimistic you are, said Levine plus Vucevic plus these young guys who don't fit is going to lead us to the second round of the, of the playoffs or, or beyond. So we'll have to wait and see on that. The play-in tournament is going to be super fascinating. I believe, I believe that begins May 18, right when we come back from our uh, Kansas trip. So that's going to be fun. And uh, Chris, our, anything you want our, to talk about before we wrap up the show? It's our, it's, our company, uh, it's our company trip to Missouri. Company retreat to middle America. <laughs> uh, uh, no, man. That's, that's gonna, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to see how the Knicks handle the last um, – last month of, of their schedule, I, I was reading that it's the sixth strong, strongest schedule um, in the NBA. So, you know, obviously the Knicks have played well this month. I hope, I hope, you know, they stay in that, that four to five, four to five range when it's all said and done. 
four to five would be awesome. Avoid the play in and avoid playing the the Bucks in the first round. That sounds good to me. I think they realistically can beat Miami, Atlanta, or Boston. So if you stay in that four or five, I think you're in a great spot. So that is going to do it for us here on the All Hoops Podcast. Chris, great show as always. Looking forward to talking some more hoops with you next week. For anyone who wants to leave us a comment about your favorite team, we can uh, talk about them next week. We're happy to do so. If not, we're going to keep rambling on about our New York Knicks. So leave us a comment. Keep following us on All Hoops, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. 